It's audio. People, people can't see what we're doing. I'm glad you said that because I was just about to judge you. I'm making like a shepherd and I'm getting the flock out of here. That film was uh, like Jar Jar Binks is a fart in a spacesuit. Yeah, but he comes there because of Cyborg Ninja. That is my money. And Yamcha's just like, fart. Can you imagine if John McClane just had rocket boots? You're not going to calculate to be that stupid. I have been destroyed. Who else but Jar Jar? Don't even get me started on Whitney's Neal Tank. Hi and welcome or welcome back to the T-Cow Podcast. This is where we talk about games, movies, TV, and all that other pop culture stuff. My name is Dave, and uh, this is Brody. How's it going? Yeah. So without any further kerfuffle. Oh. Well, that's how we do it. <laughs> Throwing the audible. Oh, baby. Let's get moving. Yo, so like Dave said, welcome back to the TCAP Podcast. We're doing movies, we're doing TV shows, we're doing games, we're doing a lot of fun stuff. Uh, Dave, have you ever read a book? Within the last year or so, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is impressive, because when I first met him, atop a mountain in Jerusalem, praying to God forgiveness for the Saracen blood spilled by his sword, this man had not read a book. Uh, actually, he might have read one, but if it didn't have pictures, he wasn't interested. No pictures, no problem. <laughs> um, but so, you know... I, I'm not the most well-read person on the on the earth, but I have read a few books. I've seen a few well, books. come on. Quite a lot. I've seen a few books be turned into movies. I've seen a few books be turned into shows. Uh, so what we're doing, what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about book adaptations. The written the written word into visual marvels um, and a lot of other fun stuff. But first, here's the news. So yeah, this is the news. Have you got any news? I've got some news. I got a couple. Okay. Yeah, you can jump on it. No, you no, you go to... first. You go first because there's one piece of news I'm actually quite excited about. Oh, mm, what is it? The rebirth of a franchise, the potential saving grace of a franchise, a storied talk- franchise. Are we talking about Star Wars? No. Oh, okay. That's that, my news then. That, that's you. You do the Star Wars. Okay, Obi Wan. The yeah. the trailer. Yes. Have you seen it? Yes. It's amazing. Yes. Unbelievable. Yes. That's all I want to say. <laughs> okay, I, I, cool. I'm just so excited. Um, what is it? it the Inquisitors. The Inquisitors. I haven't done too much in. Uh, I haven't delved too much into Rebels and Clone Wars and the uh, extended verse, but I have done a little bit of reading up on the Inquisitors, and I'm actually kind of excited. They're mm-hmm. Jedi hunters, effectively. Oh, the uh, like the Jedi who slipped through the cracks of Order sixty six are being rounded up and terminated by the Inquisitors, and that's where we. I'm. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. It should be pretty good. What? pretty good yeah it should be great oh, i think it should be amazing if the trade is anything to go by yep it, at the very 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 least is gonna be one of if not the best looking star wars out it's beautiful like some of the shots in that trailer are unbelievable yep plus we got we got obi-wan we got ewan mcgregor we got the obi-wan oh, the obi-wan we're half we of the got, obi-wan i guess yeah. <laughs> we got anakin that yep. is correct mm. juicy it's gonna be great. Definitely. Now, um, what is the most? Uh, what is the oldest sci-fi franchise in film, or in in any sort of uh, visual media? Star Trek. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But one one of the oldest ones. I, I don't know this because it's the original episodes were in black and white. Uh-huh. Doctor Who. Oh yeah, Doctor Who. Eh? Doctor Who. Um, Doctor Who has they Doctor Who has ran into a, a reign of error recently in the mm-hmm. last. Uh, Jodie Whittaker was uh, the first female Doctor. And she was, she had all the potential to be absolutely marvelous, mm-hmm. but she was let down by an absolutely atrocious showrunner in Chris Chibnall. Oh, but that is so some, on, that's some that's some hot takes. Yes, unfortunately, she hitched a wagon to Chibnall. So when his rise and his fall would um, pretty much be Jodie's rise and Jodie's fall, um, Chibnall is now out. The reign of error is over. That sounds good. It sounds. sounds awesome. It's so fantastic. There's a there is a chance that it gets recovered. Russell T Davies is back. He was the runner who originally brought it back with Chris Eccleston. Oh yeah. He is back. David Tennant is back for the 60th anniversary special coming oh, yeah. up. Yeah. Isn't um, Jodie Whittaker there as well? 
Uh, I believe so. Is it's it's yeah. a special, so it's going to be her. Uh, I, I'm assuming it's going to be her. Like she, she's going to get involved. I know Tenet's involved, but also Shooter Gatwa. Mm-hmm. Shooter Gatwa is in. We have a new Doctor. Yes, he's black. He's amazing. He's going to be glorious. It's funny as hell. He is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Wicked Scottish man. Uh, this is potentially um, like it's like a it's it's one of my favorite shows and it's fallen into my hard times it got qu- quite bad um but with a fantastic showrunner and a potentially fantastic doctor oh, i'm so keen on where the show is going to go from now shooter gatwa it's going to be amazing do you think this is better than inspector and that's the news we maybe we don't have the time to talk about that we don't have the time well maybe not the space please don't send my best friend to crazy people jail <laughs> what else you got i got the she she hulk she hulk oh yes i haven't seen it yet you haven't seen the trailer i haven't seen the trailer christ almighty man i was catching up on some admin okay oh admin <laughs> i was taking this live oh living life in the marvel lane all right that's how that's how i live what but, you got? No, it's great it's great it, i'm not as like super stoked as say like the other properties yes uh just because i know them a little bit more and this definitely came off um quite cheesy but it is a lawyer based show so in my mind it's kind of like an ali mcbeal type show oh it's gonna be marvel boston legal i'm excited yes i think it's gonna be like that so i think the trailer kind of shows that off a bit yeah which is pretty cool and it's got the neon colors neon pink neon green because a hulk obviously yep uh so i think it's leaning into that which i think is cool i guess right. i'll just have to we just have to wait and see august 17th we're gonna have a uh, little viewing pie i think sick okay mm-hmm. okay let's live stream it let's do it on the pod <laughs> i don't know maybe <laughs> if we take off enough there's a lot of word soup there dave yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's too tasty. This podcast is... Stop it. <laughs> I have to find a way. Okay, is that the news? I think that is the news. All right. Yes, believe it. Okay, so that was the news. Now, we're going to go on to our main segment. Book adaptations into games, TV, movies. Yeah, delicious. In, in those order. We're going to start off with games. What are you talking about, Brody? Round one. Fight! Um, toss a coin to your Witcher. Oh, Valley of Plenty. Oh, Valley the of Witcher, Plenty. The Witcher, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, toss a coin. Um, the Witcher was fantastic because it's... The games The games took place after the books. Mm-hmm. So, the, like, the Netflix series kind of... It's like it sort of picked up the sort of gaps in the middle and, like, none of the none of the books... The, like, none of them take place in the same universe. They're all inspired by each other. But the way that it plays out, it's the books the the games were inspired by the books and they went on and told the like the afterfact and they're just fantastic games like they're fantastic well-indentured games that do so much honor to the to all of the um the lore and the the source material which is really what you want when you have a, any sort of adaptation from a book yeah especially in the game because the games have to be filled with all that information and story yeah and you don't want it to like you don't want it to drain so like and with story-driven games, like you don't want, you don't want to put too much stuff in. You want to make sure that the story can hold its own, which is something that I've said a million times in a million different podcasts. A message from the government of Canada. But when you do have some re- like really, really well, if you have an absolutely amazing uh, bulletproof story, like what you do, like what you can get in The Witcher, the game sort of take it's almost like it takes care of itself and you could focus more on the actual gameplay aspect of it than actually because you've got such a good story to like that's already sort of there but what the witcher did what the witcher does is it's got that awesome story that awesome like backlog of story and then it's like it's almost like a sequel from the books in itself awesome it's wicked like and, and it's and it's a um, open world game isn't it? yes so getting a good story in an open world game is a little bit harder because the open world games tend to have like a very like minimal story that'll tie you in, but doesn't necessarily keep you there. Yeah. Whereas The Witcher has got like a full-on lore story, which is what you want. Yeah. It's all about the story. 
And if we're talking about if we're talking about video games and we're talking about books that have been made into video games, you mm-hmm. cannot have you cannot breach this subject and talk about books and video games without mentioning the name Tom Clancy. Oh, Tom Clancy. Tom yeah. Clancy. Tom Clancy's um is so incredibly well written. He's so he writes these amazing action packed like books. Mm-hmm. Characters like Jack Ryan and Jack Reacher are oh, yeah. Tom Clancy works. Mm-hmm. So, like you get the you get the Tom Clancy movies, Shadow Recruit. Like, um, oh, who is he? He's him. Who's Jack Ry- Jack Ryan in the Amazon series? Uh, is the guy from The Office? Jim. Yeah. yeah. Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. Anyway, and then so Jack Ryan's he's got he's got to, like you've got like Tom Cruise has done it. They've re- they've recreated a new Jack Reacher as well. Um, then you've got back with um, some of all fears as well, like Ben Affleck ages mm-hmm. ago. These are all like Tom Clancy sort of. Uh, these are all Tom Clancy books that have been turned into films, right? But he's also got so many other things. Like there are seven or eight uh, Rainbow Six, um, Rainbow Six games. Mm-hmm. All they're all Tom Clancy's, like Splinter Cells, Splinter all, Cell. all Tom yeah. Clancy, and they're just they're just fantastically well thought out games that are just. You don't have to listen, pay attention to the story if you don't want to, because it ultimately it's a first-person shooter. You should just go in and shoot stuff. Yeah. But then when you actually do get into the story, the story is absolutely fantastic, and it's all because like Tom Clancy is just he just writes all these amazing, intense action scenes that just transfer so well into you controlling a guy running into a building and shooting stuff. I think that's why they did so well, because he's just like I just want to think of a ridiculous situation. One man. One decision, one desire. We used to give each other wet willies and funny arms. We'd play dandy balls and legs are spread and penis butt. He shoots people with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's what you want in a first-person shooter. You are just one man behind enemy lines. And then you go from there. Which is why the Tom Clancy books translate so well into Tom Clancy games. Like, anything, any video game that's got Tom Clancy's name attached to it, you're not really going to be disappointed. No, not I mean, there, m- there might be gameplay issues there, but like for the most part, story-wise, it, the game at least gets a pass. That's not Tom Clancy's fault. That's not Tom definitely Tom. the developer. <laughs> He's like, you know what? If you could not turn off inverted look, that'd be great. Okay, Tom, whatever you want. <laughs> All right, so that is. Do you want I've got one. What's your game? So I was looking at a few different lists because I um, I didn't have a clue about what books were turned into games. <laughs> what books were turned into games yeah uh and on that list i found one and that is assassin's creed yeah and i was surprised for one i knew i knew it was uh taken from obviously the culture and all that i didn't realize it was taken from a book about those specific sect of assassins the assassin's creed book come first Uh, it's from a book from like the 18 1800s about uh the assassins well uh kind of like vim like kind of terroristy type of thing like listening to themselves and then making making themselves seem righteous and what they're doing is okay yeah uh so it's based off that and then they were going off but this is like the first assassin's creed and probably Assassin's creed 2 um but yeah I really think that's a a good game. I mean, they've, they've, I feel like they've taken the Assassin's Creed uh, franchise a little bit, a little bit. Like I know a lot of people love the more recent games. I just think it's go, they go too big with the. I've said it before. They've, they've got, they go too big with the, all the um, Easter eggy stuff, like the little finder missions and stuff like that. And the maps yeah. are massive, and you have to like journey all the way to the top corner of this thing to just find this little. And that's why the first and second one did so well because it wasn't as big. It was still big, yeah, but it was kind of like small enough where it didn't take you too long to finish it. Yeah, and it wasn't too hard where you had to look at any guides and uh, look online to see where are these feathers. Yeah, where is this this and that? Right. On. But that's pretty much the only game that I've played that was from a book. Oh, there you go. I've like, and then. So, quick right turn, segueing into TV shows. Round two, fight. If you've got your time. Um, how far do we want to go deep with this? Because you can have a look at, like, um, 
like there is there are so many um like tv show and movie adaptations of like the works of william shakespeare mm-hmm. and there are so many books and stuff like that and so many there's so many books there's so many books understatement of the unit of the year there are so many books that have been turned into tv shows and stuff like that that are sort of like loosely based on mm-hmm. or like inspired by so it's like we're, we're specifically we want to stick with stuff that just like they straight up grabbed these characters and this thing and they made that thing basically right? yeah yeah not like word for word character for character yeah just well first if we're talking about tv game of thrones yeah is probably one of the best ones i'd say but game of thrones from the, was from a the book rain wreck from the books because there was only a certain amount of books that they could go off on yeah and once they actually went off the books then it went to absolute drivel but the thing is game of thrones is probably a perfect point as to like do we like do we want to talk about just book adaptations or do we want to talk about good ones because we can sit here all day talking about how a good book was absolutely destroyed by a tv or a film yes we want to do that or do we want to stick to the good stuff let's do both okay so for me like a bad a bad a bad one for the tv Mm -hmm. um growing up i absolutely love the tv uh i absolutely love the book series the animals right i don't know i don't know if you've heard about it i don't know if you know it um a bunch of kids going through an abandoned construction site of an evening an alien crashes and gives them the ability to morph into animals and this is their one weapon they have against fighting these like little slug aliens that crawl into people's ears and control their brains. So animorphs. Animal- they morph into animals? Animal morphers. Oh my God. Oh my. Wow. I would never have guessed. Yeah. But I absolutely love this series growing up. Like it wasn't perfect. It was like a young adulty kind of, you know, you know, kids fighting the establishment, yada, 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 kids saving the world, that sort of, you know. But um, when they turn into a TV show, they like... Ad- at the time, the CGI and stuff like that was did not help it at all. So the aliens were definitely guys in terrible costumes, and they didn't. It didn't. It, nothing compares to what you can imagine in your head. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Compared to what you're dealing, what what you're actually seeing on the screen, and they t- they stress, they stress that. Like, and this is a little thing. It's like uh, apart from the fact that they don't execute anywhere near as well in the in the TV shows they do with the books like they don't get the fine details right either so the book specifies right like all throughout the books that no morph is the same so even if you tr- like so jake transforms into a tiger and he, that's his battle that's his battle morph right oh yeah it's it states that no morph is the same so every single time he transforms into a tiger it's different oh cool this, this time oh. my, this time my feet went first and threw me off balance and this, and they, they talk about how it's different each time but because budget budget constraints and and stuff like that. Oh yeah. They film one his face turning into the face of a tiger and that's the one they use every single time. Oh yeah. And yeah. it was just it was the fine details like this where the book says the exact opposite to what you're actually seeing on the screen and it just irked me. Oh yeah. Like I bet you that tiger transforming probably took like a week or two to render. Yeah, oh yeah, and they it created probably- it two weeks and then they're just like nah we can't afford to do another one and that's the thing because they didn't they didn't turn into that many like in the show relative to the books they didn't turn into that many animals so it's like it was definitely like a budgetary constraint like no no make 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 him turn into a tiger again and just use that instead (laughs) like well in the books they could be like oh he turned into a tiger oh then he turned back into oh no he turned back into a tiger yeah and that tiger, and then he needed to get out of there, so he turned, he t- morphed back into a human, then morphed into a rat, and like snuck through, and then he like turned into the peregrine falcon and like flew off. Falcon punch. Yeah, and then he morphed into a computer and rendered himself out a nice tiger 3D asset, and then no. morphed himself back into a. No. Ain't nobody got time for that. No, you can't you can't turn into a computer, Dave. Come on, be serious for a second. I don't know. I do know. Okay, you know. <laughs> so that was a bad one. Mm-hmm. All right, but the uh, like. Have you got a bad one, or do you want me to go bad good and then well, you go bad good? Funnily enough, as soon as, as soon as you said animorphs, I, I was thinking to myself, "This sounds an awful lot like Goosebumps." You didn't like the Goosebumps TV show? No, it was good. Okay, I just think the um, books were a little bit better. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I mean, as you said before, like your brain can do a lot more with that information than they can with a uh, TV show. Not saying the TV show is bad. Yeah. Just saying 
the books are definitely better than the TV show. Oh yes, because I thought you. I thought you were saying that the Goosebumps were a lot better than Animals. I was him fighting words. Oh no 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 no. no. <laughs> but yeah, so we had we had uh, Goosebumps, Animals, and the Babysitters Club were like the three like sort of oh, the dueling. Yeah, I never watched that one. They were the they were the dueling like book franchises because they were oh, all like yeah, massively yeah. long and they were like easy reads, and yeah. So, uh, but did you watch a lot of the Goosebumps? Uh, a fair bit of the Goosebumps, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you ever watch Good Omens? Uh, I didn't know, but I like those two. I do love those two. So David yeah. Tennant, I've already talked about Doctor Who. So I already love David Tennant. Pretty much anything that he's in, yes, I will watch it All regardless. Right. Like he's just one of those people where it's like, I know he's not everybody's. Mm-hmm. It's not like uh, Alan Tudyk who... If Alan Tudyk's in a movie, everyone should watch it because it's going to be amazing because yeah. that guy just picks the best films. And if you don't know who Alan Tudyk is, look him up. You'll recognize him from a million different films. And a di- million different voices. Yes. Because he's pretty much... If you didn't know, he's the, the voice of the chicken in Moana. Screw the game. We're talking about chicken. <laughs> what a credit, right? Yeah. What are you in? I'm the, I'm the chicken in uh, a little film called yeah. Uh, Moana. Yeah. And like, how's his range? He's also the toucan in Encanto. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> two different birds! Oh my god! Yeah, you could you you couldn't tell you were the voice yep. of both. Like you're fantastic. But uh, how's so his range? <laughs> Did you? Oh no! I'm just getting in now. <laughs> click click click. Mother- <laughs> uh, so Michael Sheen and uh, David Tennant. They're two. Um, da- uh, David Tennant is a demon called Crawley, and Michael Sheen is an angel. Um, Azrafel, Azrafel, I can never, I can never, I can never pronounce that name. Um, and they love what the world has become. Okay, so they 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 come down on the on the surface and you know mingle with the mortals all the time, and they go back. They date their friendship or their, their relationship dates back to the Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. and they love they love what the what so like they love the theater and they love food on Earth and they, this that and the other. But then God's decided that, you know, all right, I'm done with the humans. Uh, we're going to do Armageddon. Amazing. And they ha- they join forces to stop it. Okay. So, so that's, it's, like that's, a, it's like a buddy cop kind of... Kind of. An angel and a demon yeah. stopping Armageddon. There you go. Hijinks and shoes. Oh, banter, banter, banter. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's great. It's it's wicked. Uh, it's a really good book. Uh, like Neil, Neil Gaiman, if you ever read anything by Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Okay. Terry Pratchett, famously Discworld. Yes. If you ever read any Terry Pratchett, Terry Pratchett is also good. I but, know th- I know Terry Pratchett. Okay, cool. Just because of the name. Okay, sweet. No books. Um, but Neil Gaiman was also heavily involved in the show because Neil Gaiman writes a he writes a lot of scripts and stuff like that for shows. He's actually heavy heavily. Uh, he's written a bunch of episodes and stuff like that for Doctor Who as well. Oh, wow. Neil Neil Gaiman mm-hmm. does good work. If he's if he's attached to it, it's. He's, he does he does pretty good work the difference between the book and the TV show it's almost like where where sometimes you take you take a take a book and you scrap a couple of details and you take you know liberties with certain things and then the thing you produce pales in comparison to the source material when you have somebody who wants to pay who, who wants to do justice to the source material but do a couple of slight tweaks anyway because you're not going to be able to take everything from a book and put it on the screen. Yes. You get something like what happens with Good Omens. So the best parts about it is they re- they rejig the ending. So if you did, if you took the ending from the book and you put it in a TV show, you would have an episode of just like goodbyes and you'd have an episode which plays out like the end of The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Right? Which, which after like... After a whole massive movie, you kind yeah. of want something like that, but it wouldn't. It's not very gripping TV. It's like a whole entire episode dedicated to how little things play out. Yeah, it doesn't work. So he rejigs the ending so it actually the ending actually works and is quite compelling. He introduces uh, he. There's a character like Gabriel. Gabriel gets mentioned a little bit in the book, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really come into the book at all. But he's a really really annoying arch like archangel. In, oh. in and he's played by John Hamm. Oh no! And just like every single time he comes on screen, you're like, Ugh! and oh. you kind of like you don't like him. But it's like these are character that Gaiman wrote for the show. 
he doesn't really exist in the books. He just gets mentioned, but he doesn't really exist. Yeah, I guess they need a bit more characters in a TV show. Yeah, just to give you a bit more variety. And and sometimes they like they'll grab a couple of characters and say these characters hit these certain plot points. I can achieve that with one character. It's a shame it's um, John Hamm though. Yeah, but he's great. Well, of course he would be. It's John Hamm. It's John Hamm. Yeah, it's John Hamm. Hamm. But you don't want to see him as an annoying character. I I want to see him as everything because I feel like John, John like John Hamm's just great. Like an oh awesome. yeah, he's got he's got he's got the range. He could be the good guy. He could be the villain. He could be the annoying angel. Could be a chicken. Screw the game. We're talking about chicken. He could be. Oh, I don't know. He's no Alan. He's no Alan Tudyk. No, no. Oh, no one could be Alan Tudyk. <laughs> he's also a robot. I've just about had enough of you. From Rogue One. Whoops. No, he's not the robot. In Rogue. Oh no, we're talking about Alan Tudyk. All right. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I thought we're back on John Hamm. I'm like, wait a minute. No, he's not. That's Alan Tudyk. Um, and the other thing they do in uh, in, in Good Omens is, is they give you more Crowley and Azrafel, right? So they they flesh out their relationship a lot more in the show than they do in the book. Okay. They have they it shows their relationship through time. So they meet, they bicker, they fight, but then they come back together and they're friends again over the course of human history, right? So they're sampling some of the delicacies, and they they have an entire episode that's like dedicated to their friendship, and it just fleshes it out so well. It does that they don't do in the book. Okay, and this is something that like it really comes home on the screen compared to the book. So, whereas you have like animorphs, which is one that like just doesn't work at all when they mm-hmm. try and put it on the screen. Good Omens, they execute it so beautifully well, they almost do it better than the books, which doesn't happen often. Oh, wow! And I'm here for it. Good times. Good times. Good how Omens. Do, how- no God! No God! Please no! <laughs> I know this is audio only, but I wanna I want people to see my just <laughs> head just bow. Dave's shoulders have slumped. <laughs> He's given up all like will to live. He's yeah. just like I can't believe you just said that. But how long is the book? Tell me. I can't remember. I read it so long ago. Would it oh, so long ago. Okay, so would it be kinda like a shorter? Uh, book? Neil, Neil Gaiman. Neil, Neil, Neil Gaiman is a. It's a kind of a tough read, so it's not oh, like wow. it's not something that you can. Uh, well, it's, it's not, so, not not so much that he's a tough read. He generally goes. He goes hard. I can't. I Hashtag can't. pass. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, I don't think you should pass. I think you should read it. But I don't know. Maybe may, you should read it in five years. Over the course of five years, no, or no, in you, five years, yeah, I'll start reading. It. David, five years from now, will be ready to read Good Omens. Okay, no, that's good. Okay, okay. I, I I'll, I'll put that in. I'll I'll pencil it in. I'll, yeah, I'll pencil it in for yeah. five years. Round about episode two hundred and fifty. Sweet. <laughs> Check my math. I'm, I'm in the clear. I don't know. Uh, two hundred and fifty. Would that be? We don't. We don't know episode a week. I know. Fifty weeks a year. Five years. Oh. Two fifty ish. Give or take. You are definitely a mathematician. We're get, we're going to take eight weeks of holidays over the course of the. True. Ten, sorry, ten weeks of holidays over the course of the next two uh, five years. Yeah, that seems about right. Maybe. This is basically a holiday. Oh, it is. Only when you're here. Oh. <laughs> Sip of margaritas. Okay. Um. So what do you got? Books turns. Oh, we we uh we we need to. We want to get into films. Yes, we do. Okay, I'm gonna go with The Martian. Round three. Fight. Oh, sick! I love The Martian. The Martian is a great film. And then I read the book after, and the book is, it is marginally better, I, f- I feel. Is that? But uh, not too much. Andy Weir? Andy Weir, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've read like two other Andy Weirs as well, right. because of The Martian. I just, such I, a good I, just, I just finished Artemis. Artemis. We're not, it's not a book podcast. I know, I know. We'll talk about that okay. uh, some other time, because okay. I- We'll talk about that off screen. Yeah. Uh, but The Martian, I feel it was translated very well. Yeah. And also, it was cast amazingly. That was probably my most from that film, is how well they cast each character. Every single person in it. Is just fantastically cast. Yes. Donald Glover, amazing. Yes. Uh, Matt Damon, just perfect. Do you think I, Donald Glover's a, as good in that film if he doesn't work with uh, Danny Pudi on Community? Um, I think he could have done it, but... I think Danny Pudi definitely because uh, that that scene has Abed all over it. 
oh, it has the Troy Barnes imitating Abed. Exactly. The, the swap over the yeah. Freaky Friday episode. Yes. <laughs> they said market price. Essentially, that character. Yeah. But he, he, I think he does that so well. Yes. Uh, and then, um, oh, what's what's her name? The journalist, like the social media uh, liaison. Liaison. Person. That's. Kristen Wiig Kristen Wiig was probably the best cast in that and she did arguably the best job in that film you reckon because I I, I really do believe that she did an absolutely stellar job from watching the film when I was reading the book I was like this is exactly who they should have cast which they did and yeah. I was so happy for it. Yeah. But they all did an amazing job. All all, all the cast I, did great um, like great justice to all the characters. Yeah. But I feel Kristen Wiig just nail on the head. Right on. I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't read the book. But like having watched oh. that movie, it's hard to like look at a performance in that and be like, it's hard to pick any any performance ahead of Matt Damon. Because mm-hmm. Matt Damon's performance in that is so good. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And, like, and I just I love the fact that like... um. Just the way it was done, I remember when I sat down and watched it, and um, there's a bit right at the start where he gets his shirt when he when he stabs himself, mm-hmm. yeah, and he gets yeah. his shirt off, and he's like, and the, and I I can't remember, I was watching it with my wife, mm-hmm. and she was just like, oh, you know, he, he just had to have a scene where he took his shirt off, and you're like, yeah, like because they always have those, but in the Martian they don't, it's not that in the Martian what it's doing is it's giving you that scene, and then it's giving you the scene. Um, like later on in the film after he's been on Mars for uh, 200 and whatever it is days or, yeah. and he is absolutely haggard he's raked thin and like you it's, it gives you that sort of in movie comparison to how much like without that shot at the start where he's yeah. like hey check me out I'm Matt Damon yeah that that scene at the end doesn't um, it doesn't hit his heart because you can see how far he's like how far he's coming, how much he's giving up to just stay alive and how and the the toll it's taking on his body. Like there's so much on it is really, really, really well executed. Oh my god, that is amazing. Absolutely brilliant. The like, visuals, yeah. the story, characters. Hexadecimals. It's got yeah. science in it. It's got a lot of good science in it that actually like works. Neil deGrasse Tyson loves it. Who what's not to love? Yeah. I was stoked on the film, stoked on the book. I don't know if I've told you this, but I literally couldn't put that book down. I think you might have mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I was reading and then I had to go to bed. Next day, COVID, reading again. Couldn't put it down, went to bed. Obviously, life stuff in between because I have to do that stuff. You have to go to the toilet. I reluctantly put it down. You have to feed the kids. You can keep reading while you go to the toilet. Uh... You haven't been to my toilet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Moving on, moving on, moving, moving on, moving forward. Um, Hit me, Brody. Yeah. What you got? One of my favorite books of all time, Ready Player One. We're going there. All right. Are you I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm settled in. I've strapped. I've, yeah. got, I've got my uh, seatbelt on. Let's go. I don't want to talk about it too long because um, I really, really, really love the book. Mm-hmm. Me too. And the movie is okay. They played us like a damn fiddle! Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it was bad. And I think they couldn't represent the book in today's kind of like media climate. Because it's very old school. It doesn't kind it doesn't relate as well as like today's games and stuff would do. Yeah. Even though being of the older persuasion. Yeah, we are definitely loved it. Yeah, but the thing is, I feel like you can, like it, it, you, I feel like you can execute a movie like that. Like you, you can execute a story like that in film. You just have to tweak a whole bunch of the because re- they they do tweak a whole bunch of the references. Mm-hmm. They do take references from the book and be like, oh, that wouldn't land, and they put other stuff in it instead. Yeah, but it's just that like, and which which wouldn't have been a problem. The problem is that they don't. The story's not as deep. Definitely not as deep. They, it's they it's it's been it's visually amazing. All right, so um, every single part of it, like the race and everything, it's visually glorious, which is kind of what it needed to be. 
Oh yeah. Because it is a virtual reality world and you're diving it diving into it. It needed it needed to be visually spectacular and Spielberg did a very Spielberg job of it. And then in the books where the books are very um each person sort of stuck to their own guns and yeah. maintain their individuality and they all want to do the hunt by themselves. Mm-hmm. And then they only came together at the end when they really needed to, when IOI was gonna win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's when everybody united. But in in the movie, they unite right from the start. And a very sort of Spielberg, you know, the bunch of kids getting together and, you know, let's go and save E. T. kind of way. Which Spielberg does a lot. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not really you know, if it was just a movie unto itself, it'd still be okay. But the fact is it's not as good as the book. Visually spectacular, not as good as the book. It's much, much more shallow. Fatality. The book goes a lot deeper into all the characters. Mm-hmm. It goes deeper into, like, uh, Artemis has a much greater arc. Um, Percival has a much greater arc. H has a much greater arc. Every single p- character in that book. Sorrento is just a better bad guy in the book. They mm-hmm. don't have... Uh, who is the guy? Like, the... Irock? Irock's not even... Irock's the guy in the book that they talk to for... A, like, he's a DJ or something like that. And he, mm-hmm. he like, announces Wade's... Uh, he like blogs about Wade's name and that's how IOI find out who he is as opposed to him being like this serious gamer who's just like oh yeah I've got all this swag and I'm going to kill him and it's going to be great hmm. like there, there are a lot of things that I don't like about the movie what the movie does do really really well yeah. is the visuals it's visually spectacular it, uh, but it doesn't hit as hard on all the other notes and the other one is they've been doing this race to win a key for years and they haven't gone mm. anywhere. Nobody in this race has ever driven backwards. You play a rally game. You play like G- you could play Gran Turismo, and you drive backwards on the third, fourth race. No way does that do people race that race for years and years and years and years and years, searching for a key, and no one decides to drive backwards. There are entire YouTube channels dedicated to people driving backwards and going around a roundabout before trying to catch up with the rest of the race. There's no way. No way. Everybody stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay f- calm. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. No way. <laughs> but let's state it was still a good film. It was, yeah. Good, not great. It was okay. Mm-hmm. It was okay. If Ready Player One didn't do an absolutely uh, below par job of executing the book yeah, that I really, really like, I probably wouldn't talk about it. It would be a forgettable sci-fi film. Yeah. But... Nice but. Because I really liked the book, and then, you know, the movie disappointed me, and then the second book disappointed me even more. But it's not a book podcast. No. We will we will get into that, I think. Because I've read the second one. On the subject of books that are really faithful to the source material and introduce new things, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend too much time on it, mm-hmm. but Little Women with Sarah Sharonin. Oh, Sarah Sharonin. Sarah like an airship. Oh wow! Yeah, tell me more. When you when you when you pronounce somebody's name, do you have to pronounce it in the in the accent that they pronounce it in? No, because I have a friend at work. Yeah, his name is Mark. Oh hi, Mark. And I can't call him Mark in my accent because nobody understands who I'm talking to. I have to say, "Hey, Mark, how you doing today?" And oh. I have to like super Canadian his name up, like Sersha, Sersha Ronan, like Mark. I can't say Sersha. I can't say Sersha in a. It sounds it sounds like I'm saying it wrong. Oh, Sersha. Hey, Mark. 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 Sound like a magpie. Mark. 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 You don't understand how hard it is. Anyway, uh, Little Women. So they do, they they nail the source material, but it's also they introduce it in such a way where Florence Pugh, mm-hmm. um, Emma Watson, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Oh, wow. Eh? He's Laurie. He's great. Oh, this is a good cast. Sersha Ronan. Keep going. T- tell me more. Um, they just they just nail it, every single part of it. So they they do the book really really like I read the book for school, and I had to, <laughs> and then I watched the movie because I wanted to watch the movie, and the movie was great. It's like they they nailed the book, but then also they did it in such a way where it's like it did seem because you know old books can like old books as are are not progressive because they're old books. They are written at the time, but they brought it into the now and they did a really good job of it. So ten out of ten. Would recommend. Yeah. Would even you, even would you people watch who, it and then watch it again. I would, would watch, watch it again. It? Oh wow! Yeah, uh, there, there's our recommendation. There you go. Well, I mean, Brody's recommendation. You got you got to be keen for it. a not like very 
it's a very different speed. But yeah, but we all need one of those films. Kind of like the again. Pride and Prejudice sort of. Yeah, yeah, we can't have all the uh, the junk food all the time. Yeah, it's not just all candy bars and booms. Yeah. Booms within our last episode. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we need a bit of veg in there. Yeah, a bit of uh, roughage. Roughage. Speaking of roughage, this is going amazingly. What's next, Dave? Segway. I'm gonna jump in with Jurassic Park. <laughs> but yeah, no, Welcome great book, great film. Jurassic Park. Uh, the second one, I feel the life, uh, the second the second book is better than the film for sure. But I really like the first book. And I think Steven Spielberg did a really good job. Yep. Obviously, it's not all in there because it, the first book is very, uh, it is very sciencey. Yeah. Th- don't they have like the, um, like the hacking? The, don't they go into detail about the hacking in the book or something like that? Yeah. They like, they go really deep into all the science and the hacking like and the net- genomes. Yeah. And stuff like that. Um, but I think they did a really good, really good job of uh, translating it over. Yeah. Again, I watched the film before I read the book. Yeah. Um, but I still feel like they did a really good job. Uh, Casting-wise, pretty good also. Um, the uh, thingy guy. I can't remember. <laughs> his thingy guy. The thingy guy. Oh, yeah, the thingy guy. Oh, you know you know who I'm talking about. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, the lawyer guy. Yeah. He, he, he definitely is better in the book. I yeah. wish they'd um, uh, made him a bit more, like a bit more evil. bit more And a bit more of a, a like a mainstay within it. Everything else, I think it was a good, yep. good bet. What's scarier, the T-Rex in the movie or the T-Rex in the book? No, the T-Rex in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they have this whole scene um, at the end uh, where um, he's chasing... Oh, what's his name? Uh, Richard Attenborough character. Can't remember his name. But anyway, Richard Attenborough, he's like chasing him uh, and he falls down a thing and breaks his leg. Rough. And then he, he ends up getting... Uh, killed at the very end of the book spoilers 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 for like how old is this book well it's like 19 it must be it's not like 1980 yeah. because the film is 1990 right on or something like that uh but yeah was it 1990 1992 6 96 Six. i want to say 96 96 i would lock in 96 okay i i, I was gonna what? say final answer 96 yeah, 96 jurassic park 1 1996 I'm going to go with 95. Ooh, oh, you are good. No, Jurassic Park, original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of this Jurassic World rubbish. 90, oh, 1993. Oh, Jurassic snap. Park 1, 1993. Oof. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. But I really, th- I really think they did a good job. Yeah. And I think that's the extent of my book learning. <laughs> that's the extent of my book learning. I didn't want to talk about some of the big, huge movies. Like, uh, you can sit there and you can talk about, like, you know, Harry Potters and all that sort of stuff. Like, I didn't want to go too far into them. But I did want to say one quick tidbit on The Lord of the Rings. I knew this was going to come up. And I'm so glad. Go. The Lord of the Rings, they nail the movies. Hunt, but like, without a doubt. The Lord of the Rings films are fantastic. Amazing. And if you, and if you read the books, you are, it's, it's almost like you're reading a back history you know, mm-hmm. because of because of how well they do the films, it's like there is stuff there is stuff that they miss out in the books. Like they don't have Dom, Tom Bombadil, no, who I think is one of the best characters around. I love Tom Bombadil. They don't have the Scourge of the Shire, mm-hmm. which is so after the Lord of the Rings, after everything is done, the Hobbits go home and uh, Saruman and Grima are in the sh- and they've enslaved the Hobbits. Oh wow! And they've enslaved all the Hobbits of the Shire. And it's up to Frodo, Sam, Merry, and Pippin to save the Shire. And they do it all on their own back. And they encourage what, what a rebellion. Book is this? this is the end of Return of the King. Why did they not make that a separate film rather than Hobbits? Because they wanted to get out of New Zealand. They need to get back in there and do it. Yeah. Peter Jackson, I know you're listening. You need to do this <laughs> film. <laughs> the Scourge of the Shire was wicked. Like That sounds like a banging film. It no, it like it'd be sick. It, 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 like it, you couldn't really fit it in. And the, the whole thing with the Lord of the Rings is like all the things that they cut mm-hmm. out because the Lord of the Rings is so massive. Yeah. Like the giving of the gifts 
like they could have gone a lot more into detail about that. Mm-hmm. They could. There's so many things that they could have gone into more detail about. There's some things that have changed. Like uh, half of what Arwen does in the movies mm-hmm. is Glorfindel in the books. So Glorfindel comes and uh, saves Frodo at Weathertop and takes him to Rivendell. That's not Arwen in the in the in the books. It's a different elf. So they give you more Arwen, mm-hmm. and because because they give you more Arwen they by uh, association they give you more Aragon because nice. it fleshes out their whole you know Tarah yeah, yeah. a little bit better right which I think is uh, one of the things that makes the Lord of the Rings trilogy so good is that Vigo is such a boss and does such a wicked job of it mm-hmm. and it's almost like he is he's more he's more he's a more real character in the movies than he is in the books because they just he's just like hey I'm the guy who's going to be king and that's his thing and yeah but he gets fleshed out a lot more in the movies, which is great. Yeah. Who better than Vigo? Vigo's sick. Yeah! I think I think they all did a Green great book, job. History of Violence. Mr. Fantastic. Ah, like Green Book. Yeah. Have you seen Obviously History of, Have you seen History of Violence? No, I haven't. No. I'm pretty pissed at you, Brohim. You cost me, Jimmy. You really cost me. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh There's another one. Yeah. History of Violence. It's weird. Anyway, but mm-hmm. Um, Vigo Vigo is so good in Lord of the Rings because what he brings to the role and because of what um, and because they flesh out Arwen a little bit more and they give Arwen more she's not just arm candy mm-hmm. it it works a lot better on the screen than it does in the book what they don't what they don't do is they don't have Tom Bombadil who's a guy who doesn't who has the opportunity to take the ring doesn't take it and Faramir in so Faramir in the movies is kind of corrupted, potentially corrupted, makes a choice to send Frodo on his way. Faramir in the in the books doesn't have that moment. So he doesn't he do, he so Faramir is proven to be such a better choice as steward in mm-hmm. the books because he is more noble a character than oh. the Faramir in the movies. Faramir in the movies is still good, but Tolkien with characters like Bombadil and Faramir in the books, Tolkien was trying to say something a little bit more about the general populace, and those voices don't get, they don't get heard mm-hmm. by the adjustment to Faramir and the removal of Tom Bombadil. You don't have those characters in the book, and that that point is not made in the movies like it is in the books. Oh, but okay. that's it's nitpicking because the Lord of the Rings films yeah. are so good. Yes, and so you you can't I, really. I really like Faramir as a character as well. Yeah. Faramir in the movies is great, but Faramir in the books is arguably better. Yeah, because he it just he he brings more to the to the entire narrative. Yeah, and Frodo, there is no way Frodo would se- book Frodo would not send Sam away, um, and and go off with Smeagol. Book Frodo wouldn't do that. I think that's a good thing in the films, though, just to show how strong the Ring is in such a kind of like small amount of screen time that you yeah. get to see it. Yeah. The other thing that happens in the books is Frodo sells everything. So Frodo's pretty much convinced that he's not going to come back. Oh. No! And he's all like, nah. And there's like, there's a little bit more time between when he leaves Bag End or when he leaves the Shire. Because he sells Bag End. He moves, I think it's I think it's Crick Hollow. Yeah. And then he goes on from there. So it's like, it's a bigger, it's a bigger thing. It's like, it signals it's a bigger undertaking and whatnot. Lord of the Rings win. Lord of the Rings is so fronts. good. Oh my God. On all fronts. And then Aragon's like pull shot where he like the stunt double accidentally throws the thing at him and he's just like bing. Do you not know about no, that? No, no, no. Uh, in the end of Fellowship of the Ring, yeah, like one of the stunt doubles accidentally full on throws a knife at Vigo. Yeah, like he's supposed to miss on purpose, but oh, he okay. throws it straight at him and he just swings the sword at it and knocks it away. And they left it in the movie. Morgo. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think we've talked about enough books. I think we've talked about enough movies. I think too, we've too talked- many words too many nah not enough too many words there's like 500 words in this book I ain't reading it oh sure stories I'll wait till the movie comes out I want Dr. Zeus books yeah they're the best books we didn't even talk about the Dr. Zeus books Cat in the Hat Fort and He's a Who yeah Laura Orax Grinch I speak for the trees the the, the Grinch naturally like the live action Grinch not the animated one both actually yeah have you seen the uh, animated one I haven't seen the animated one because it looked too much like Despicable Me it was good yeah yeah animation yeah i mean you're right on that point but in terms of film 
It was a good film. Okay. Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Carol Snatch. Of course. Yeah. He's gonna be good. Penguins. It's 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 Benedict. I'm a <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say it. Okay. Okay, good. All right. So I wanna do a quick honorable mention. Yes. As a book that is going to be a movie. Ooh. And I'm very excited. Yes. Because I love this book and it's called The Impossible Fortress. <gasps> Wait, what? What? What the fuck? What? Wow. My emotions. Yes. Really? Yes. Really? Yeah. Really? Netflix film. How did you not put that in the, the news at the start? It would have been relevant. It wouldn't have been relevant. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have worked then. But I know. This is exciting. Yeah. Jason Bateman's production company. Amazing. I've bought the rights to it. And Jason Rekulak is on as a writing consultant. Nice. Yes. So I'm super excited for it. Right on. One of my favorite books that I've read. And uh, every kind of like page I was reading, I could visualize it as a film. Yeah. And I'm so excited. It's going to be great. I was that excited when I finished the book that I started thinking about writing a screenplay. <laughs> and then I saw it was already being bought. And I was like, yeah. Oh, damn. But that's my honorable mention. I'm excited. Sounds like you're excited. I'm excited. So that actually brings us perfectly into quiz time. Pop quiz, hot shot. Okay. Because I'm excited. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, let's do quiz time. Because I was going to ask you a question, but like, you know. No, ask me a question. Okay, sweet. <laughs> ask me a question. You can fix that in post and then an actual sound effect in there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Because that was, whatever that was, wasn't what I think it was. No, it was like supposed to be a handbrake turn, like Tokyo just style. But no. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, yo. Um, <laughs> so is there a book that you've read that you feel like needs to be turned into? So Impossible Fortress. Is, yeah, that, that's that's it. That would be your one? Mm-hmm. Right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So far. Yeah. What about you? Um, the Black Prism. Okay. Um, the, the So Brent Weeks, the, the Lightbringer series by Brent Weeks. It doesn't end well. Oh. Um, but the so the whole premise is people can do magic but they mm-hmm. can do magic um they use colors to do magic so it's like if you can draft blue luxon you can make blue magic mm-hmm. right and it has these certain properties right and if you can draft red luxon so uh like red and sub red are like flammable and like blue luxon is like the sturdy one that you can make things out of and like green is like um it has more flexibility and stuff. So you can make like ropes and stuff out of green, but you couldn't make ropes out of blue because it's like they've all got different properties. Oh, wow. So it's a really it's a really good book. It's a really good book that potentially like if they get weeks on to potentially correct some of the errors that he made with the books, yeah, he could, and he, if he was involved in the film, I think he could absolutely nail it and fix. If I mean, if he thinks he nailed the ending of his book, then he thinks he nailed the end of his book. But <laughs> I don't think he did, and a lot of other people don't think he did. Ain't nobody got time for that. But it would be visually spectacular because it's it's very because the magic in general is very visual. So and you've got like the prism can draft all colors, yeah. and he can split light. And, and I'm getting into the semantics of the book, but it would be visually spectacular. Yeah. So and to the point where and it's a very um, uh, it's it's got some classism elements to it. So you got to the Chromia, and it's a very colorful, beautiful city. Uh, you compared to you know some of the outskirts of town where it's just like you know they lost the war and as a result they're beaten down and bloodied and it would be visually amazing it would be a really really fantastic uh film but you know hollywood's not really making epics anymore yeah um do you really do you think it's uh there's there's a space for more magic films i think so i don't because the the harry potter stuff is very kind of like few and far between yeah and I, i i don't know I don't think they're doing that well. Uh well, yeah, they're, they're more going to um, they're more going to the uh, streaming services and stuff like that, right? So you've yeah. got The Witcher, you've got you've got The Witcher, you've got Wheel of Time, mm-hmm. um, you've got, and then with like Game of Thrones is really fleshed out and because it is a book series. You've got a lot more things to draw on, right? So the the epics have sort of gone more that way because even like Merlin ran for I don't even know how long. Very they're not true. they're not really making those films anymore. Yeah. Then, but they they are. Making TV, they're making a lot of TV shows about it, so maybe that's the route they take. But yeah, I think that's a, that's a good way to do it because then you can make a six-hour film, six episodes, and just st- like stretch it out yeah. onto that one and just make it like this awesome 
six part event as they start calling themselves now yeah which is pretty cool but yeah library and series brand weeks fix your mistakes yeah man come on (laughs) i've had enough of your how could you do that how could you do that i know i haven't read your book but do it the betrayal i'm sick of you deception Yo, so let's do a quiz. Quiz, Quizosaurus Rex. Let's roll. Quizzical. Okay, so this is... Quizness. We're not not doing the song again. No, I could always add it in there. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get down to Quizness. To defeat some puns. Um, So this quiz is called the Review Quiz. The Review Quiz. Yes, I'm going to give you a a review. Oh, sick. And you're going to tell me what that review is so i need to give you from that particular you, you're film. going to give me the review i'm going to give you the movie yes okay sick they're all bad reviews okay and they're all films from books oh okay yeah, 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 yeah. i know Roll i know it. i like Roll to it. bring it all it tie it all in together at the end you threw this together on your on your drive here didn't you yeah yeah the news is putting the shoe on the talking about the main things is tight and putting the laces in and then this is a nice little little bow right at the end Wait, so your laces aren't in your shoes already? No, this you is take, when you first you, buy it. Wait, you take your laces out every single time? Well, I mean, you want it to look fresh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're getting off point. No, you just use the elastic laces so you never have to tie them. They exist. They do. But I, I don't want to buy more laces. I want the laces in my well, shoes. We're not talking fresh. about your laces. Let's, let's do a quiz. Hurry up, asshole. Let's do a quiz. All right, first, first review. Yeah. You ready? The takes all the epic scenery from this fantastic trilogy and throws a cast of Sesame Street into the mix. Hear me again? The <laughs> takes all the epic scenery from this fantastic trilogy and throws the cast of Sesame Street into the mix. I can add more if you're a little bit stuck. Yeah, keep going. How the mis- miscellaneously comic dwarves managed to survive is to adulthood is a miracle. Oh, it's the Hobbit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, right. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you'd get it from the first one. So and the Hobbit one. is another one of those. One. No. I know. I know. Hobbit's we, bad. We could, we, we the Hobbit add. movies are bad. Anyway, yeah. carry on <laughs> with the quiz. Okay. So the next one. They changed so much, including the characters' ages and the fact that the gods couldn't talk to their demigod children for reasons. Hercules? No, Percy Jackson, Lightning Thief. There we go. Beautiful. I made this one a little bit nicer. Oh, because you Cause spoke I, me in the last quiz. Reading, Terrible. Reading that back was brutal. <laughs> uh, this one, next one will be good. The movie is a generic, flat children's movie with talking animals. It's terrible. Generic, this, flat. This is probably the hardest one of the lot. Because it's very vague. Generic, flat. Children's movie with talking animals. This could be anything. It is relevant, though, to a book that's turned into a movie. Cat in the Hat? Nope. Another one? Babe. No. It is... The Golden Compass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ties into last week as yeah. well. Yeah. All right. Next one. I also just feel like this book really didn't need to be two movies. And let's not even talk about the weird CGI for Renesmi. Renesmi. Renes- oh. The weird, weird, weird weird cgi insert vomit sound oh that's um it's uh it's 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 uh it's the freaking um twilight it's twilight yeah it's breaking dawn jinx you got him again brody mcdonald uh you got us doing that on a podcast i will (laughs) jinx you whenever i go down please (laughs) (laughs) okay next one you ready that wasn't a plot for a normal movie. It was a plot for softcore porn. Uh, is that is it is it the other Twilight? Which had as terrible acting in it as real porn. Is it the other Twilight? Is it Fifty Shades? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Fifty Shades is based on Twilight, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Twilight fan fiction, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last one. This one was my personal favorite. <laughs> my personal favorite. All the cat had to do was make terrible fart jokes and sing songs with lyrics that were impossible to decipher. Is that Cat in the Hat? It is! <laughs> ding, ding, ding! Yeah. Sweet! Oh. 
that's I love that one. As soon as I saw that one, I was like, Wait, oh, I, have I to didn't. Add get, it. I didn't get the sweet of. I didn't get the. No, uh, you got um, the animal one. You didn't get the golden compass, but yeah, it's oh. doesn't matter. You got you got most of them. Definitely a way better showing than last time. Yeah, you, you got a pass. Yeah, pass grade. Sweet, PZ good degrees, my friend. Oh, baby. So that's been our podcast for today. Next week we're doing sound. We're doing so. Do we want to do scores and songs and stuff like that, or do we want to just do just sound bites and clips and stuff like that in general? Um, I think it, it, we would go for ages if we're going to do it all. So I'd say scores, scores, yeah, right. scores. But that kind of includes the songs as well. Okay. So let's do mu- well, let's do like music. Let's do mu- music in movies and games and stuff. Yes. So that'll be scores and. I'm just a girl during a fight scene at a really problematic point. Yeah. And jarring. we have to include... Jarring, no doubt. The Wilhelm scream in there. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that sound bite and put it in everything now. Okay. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I've been Brody. He's been Dave. Uh, we've been the TCAT Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Um, like, subscribe, do all the things. Uh, we're on Twitter now. We are indeed. At the at T Cattle Podcast, we're, we're on Twitter. We uh, we're on all the socials and stuff like that. Actually, I don't think our Instagram's up and running yet. No. But if you have any any feelings, any which way you like it, you don't like it, tell us how you think. Tell us what you feel. Tell us what moves you. Oh wow! T Cattle Podcast signing up for another week. Peace. No. The ring has awoken. It's heard its master's call.